Hello, welcome to the Podcast of Things. My name's Ed Marden. I'm joined by my co-host, George Murphy. Hi, guys. The Podcast of Things is a weekly podcast where we take inspiration from the internet of things. We talk about things we like, things we don't like, and everything in between. So, hello, George. Hello, hello George. Mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, as we always do, let's report on the weather. Stunning day today. How was it where you are? Oh, I pissed it down today. It was hailing. Did it? And, and then it was, yeah, it hailed, and then it was a bit sunny. And then when I woke, first woke up this morning, it absolutely peed it down. Oh, nice. And then it was sunny. And then for about five minutes, it was literally a hailstorm. But I think it's all right. Oh. No, it's been all right. It's been good. How, yeah. No, Feb weather. Typical British it? weather then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How was your How was your Valentine's? Oh, lovely, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually really nice. Surprisingly. Good. Good. Surprisingly nice. Well, I think Alice. Be, Alice would like to hear it. Surprisingly nice. Well, you know, we don't do what we normally do. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're <laughs> back. We're back. We're back with another show uh, and uh, another thing of the week. So, George, just crack on, mate. Hello. Right. Okay. So I had a few options today, um, but I've decided to go down the road that I haven't gone down yet um you have which is nice uh so you've already opened that door oh. for us um yeah. and i'm actually going to go with an album today oh nice so nice. okay uh, uh, do i want to make you guess yeah i'm gonna make you guess okay so okay this album was released in 2002 so it's 19 years old yep um jesus yeah <laughs> christ it's by my arguably my favorite band in the world up for debate but you know okay I know what I think I know what it is. Go on. Is it Hot Fuss? No, good guess. But do you know what that would be like next to this album, probably? Um, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, it, there are sixteen tracks on it, so it's quite a long album. Wow. Okay. Uh, is it a Foo Fighters album? No. I don't. I, I don't know who your favorite band of all time is. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it's by the way by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, of course. So um, of course. Now I should preface this by saying that. This is probably like one of their last albums that I truly listened to. I mean, they they did fall off. Like Stadium Arcadium was really really good for what it was. Um, yeah. There's quite a bit of filler on there, but still it was a really fun album. After Stadium yeah. Arcadium, I just sort of lost a little bit of interest. I know they're not the most popular band in the world um, because they're a bit. I don't know. They're a bit poppy now, and they kind of do my head in. Yeah. But um, this is undisputed my favorite album of all time. Um, whether or not they are my oh, interesting. top, okay, or like ever, whether or not they're my favorite band ever is always is always in flux. But this album is completely number one, no questions asked. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, some of the songs on it are like "Can't Stop," uh, by the way, obviously, um, "Throw Away Your Television," Zephyr song. So is, oh, is that is, is that sort of era? Um, yeah, I think. The reason this is one of my favorite albums is is it it, it bears the 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 mantle of being completely unskippable. There's yes. not a song on the entire 16 track album that I I ever feel the need to skip. Obviously, if you're not in the mood, you skip it. But if you listen to it all the way through, don't have to touch it, and that doesn't happen very often. Um, just coming to mind, like I mean, New and Faulkner's first album, um, How I'm Built by Robots, is again one of my favorite albums, but. 
there's a bit of filler on there and I do tend to find myself skipping yeah. a little bit. Um, with By The Way, it is through and through, like, just perfect. Um, it's basically just a whole song about her, about a whole album about heroin, which is, you know, just, just on brand that. for That's them. That's quite, 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 quite a good fact, actually. Yeah, if you if you listen to it, so like track three is uh, this is the place, which is essentially about the place they do heroin. Dozed is about being on heroin. Uh, the Zephyr songs about <laughs> them wanting to be on heroin. Can't stop is about not being able to stop doing heroin, um, and it does kind of tick all its way through. But yeah, it's I've I've been privileged enough to see them twice, and they they tend to lean heavily on this album. Um, I think because yeah, it's got so many of their hits on there. So. Did you, did you? I don't know because you've got quite an eclectic music taste. Do you listen to the Chili's a lot? I know you. I know you do dip in and out, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. As you say, my my taste in music is quite eclectic, and I think Red Hot Chili Peppers was a band that I first got into when I was kind of mid-teens, uh, early teens. And by the way, it was certainly one of those albums that I that I listened to on repeat. Um, Along with like Nevermind um, mm. and kind of all that kind of stuff, but yeah, no, it's, it's a really great album. And I, I remember, I remember, I remember listening to Dose for the first time, and I was just absolutely loving mm. it. And then, and then, actually, I think Dose was one of the first tracks I ever taught myself guitar without having figured out, without looking at the music. Oh, it was kind nice. of one of those. So, so I managed to, no, I managed to get the riff and all that stuff without. It's not a very difficult riff. I was no, but still, it's quite impressive. But, yeah, it's you know, it was quite good, and obviously "Can't Stop" is is one of the, it was one of those songs on Kerrang that just kept <laughs> being on repeat. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I still know the words. I have I haven't listened to it for a long time, but I still know the words back to front. Just like it's just in my head. Um, but no, it's a really good album. And I really like it. I was I'm just curious about what 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 brought what brought it up as a, as as kind of make it the your thing of the week. I don't know actually because it's a bit random because I tend to do things that I've done this week but I honestly haven't listened to this album in about yeah. three months. Um, I think I was thinking I, I, I really wanted to do something with food but I've done food and then yeah. I watched Parasite last night which was like one of the best films I've ever seen but I've done TV and yeah. film and I was like do you know what I haven't done music like I really want to do music um, and yeah. this one instantly came to mind and I think the thing that kind of proves in my head that it's my favourite album is if you're listening to like any any playlist on, on, on repeat and one of these songs comes up, as soon as the song finishes, my brain instantly clicks onto the next track on the album, yeah. especially in the centre of the album. So like track six and seven are Zephyr and Can't Stop. So as soon as Zephyr stops, the Can't Stop riff kicks in. And as soon as Can't Stop kicks in, I Could Die For You clicks into my head. And it's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's such learned behaviour now that... I can't actually stop myself doing it. Um, and funnily enough, it, the same is true for their Greatest Hits album, which came out after this, which would be yeah. probably my, my second favourite album of all time, but I didn't <laughs> include it because it's Greatest Hits. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've just... It, it's Do, do you do... Because me and you are the same. Like We like to play games we can listen to podcasts with or music with. And, yeah. and, and occasionally, an album will stick to a game for me. Um yeah, and I think for this one it'd be Spartan Total War, which I used to play on the Xbox, which is completely <laughs> random. Um, and another thing that did that for me is um, oh, Paolo Nutini's first album just yeah. reeks of Prince of Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. I can't listen yeah. to one without thinking about the other. It's really, really weird. And I've just it's like we were talking about with Kings, 
Like, I yeah. really did just binge music back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I used to absolutely love music. And I used to, I, I don't do it so much now anymore, but I did used to listen to music whilst I was playing things like Madden and, and FIFA yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I didn't didn't so much play, didn't so much do it when I was playing games that, you know, like, like I would play Prince of Persia because obviously I wanted to listen to listen to the game back in that day. If you if you talk to me about my top ten favorite albums of all time, they are all from that era and mm. perhaps a bit earlier. Um, and it's it, and you know kind of by the way, uh, uh, you know I said never mind. I've said kind of like numb uh, hybrid theory. I've said mm. all that kind of. They're, they're all up there for kind of my top top albums of all time, and they're all from that era. And that's kind of. I think maybe that's just part of is is it part of puberty that you just listen to music? I think all it has time? to be because you do just. I feel like you want to be on your own, and it's the, it's the best way of yeah. being on your own without being on your own. Like, and I like talking about yeah. music with you. Um, we talk about a lot of a lot of things all the time, but I yeah. distinctly remember in second year us spending an hour, an hour and a half, sat down trying to work out our favorite albums. And we literally yeah, did, yeah, yeah. we meticulously, and this is before we had Spotify, I think. We might have had Spotify, but... I think it was just a, just coming, just, just coming. A thing, wasn't it? So we were, it was all off the dome, just trying to pick an, our top 10 lists. And I I think we did it yeah. in red pen or something, that yeah. sticks in my head. And it's just nice because there's a lot of overlap with what we listen to, but there's also a big disparity yeah. as well. I mean, you, yeah. you send me music all the time to listen to. And it's just, it's a really nice thing for people to do for each other like yeah if you send yeah, people yeah. films or series like it's such a commitment and you've got to, you end up lying to them that you've watched it but to listen to a yeah. three or four minute song you know it could mean it could end up being nothing or you could yeah, yeah. massively get into that band and yeah it's just yeah, I just, I just, yeah it's just music and it well i talking talking of kind of like us talking about music i remember in second year where where i don't know we we uh, we, I was listening to. I think you were listening to some kind of cover of of Dis- Disturb song. Mm-hmm. And I came to you and I was like, I was like, I came to you. It's like that's a Disturb song. And you, were like, and I remember you being shocked and ho- and horrified at the fact that I listened to Disturbed. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the start of our our kind of um, uh, our, our kind of uh, interaction with music. And I, and and I think I think when where a lot of people I don't know if Casey and I talk about this as well. Actually, is that kind of. At that time, we all there was a kind of there was there's like a Venn diagram of music where we all had that had that um, kind of same five bands like Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Foo Fighters, uh, Kings of Leon, yeah, yeah. and we all listened to them. We all loved them. Mm-hmm. And then some people split off and went really indie, like and started listening to like like Casey did, started listening to really indie stuff. Some people went kind of uh, kind of rock, more rock, like I think which what you did. And then some people went kind of heavy metal, which is what I did. Yeah. But now the older I the older that I've got is. I've kind of still got the old school heavy metal stuff, but I've kind of, I've 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 matured a little bit, and I'm not so much kind of uh, heavy metal. I think with the heavy metal thing, because I definitely had that phase earlier on when I was like 15, 16. I think when your life gets busier and you're constantly thinking about things, I don't think that kind of music resonates as much because you're just you can't mm-hmm. you can't concentrate enough on what on the on the music, yeah. so it ends up just being annoying. Yeah. And it's funny because your parents probably moaned at you like mine did for listening to System of a Down on full blast non-stop. But you're like, but it's one, really one good. Yeah, if I was listening to System of a Down now and I was trying to do something else, I'd have to turn it off. And that's hilarious yeah. because it's just, I'm not even, we're not even that old, but just in that small passage of time, yeah. I get the business. Um, and then, yeah, for example, like talking about recommending bands, 
you you showed me Royal Blood literally when their first single yeah. came out, and like eighteen yeah. months, two years later, they they hit the big time. And I hadn't really yeah. listened to him since then, but I still remember listening to him with you. And that's just it's it's strange yeah. how it just some people just resonate with different music, and it's just nice. It's nice. I yeah. like it. Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm very. I think heavy metal is very much of a, of a kind of a, um, a, a feeling. I, I sometimes mm. listen to heavy metal if I'm, if I'm trying to do something that's a bit, um, I don't know, difficult. I mean, I actually quite often. I don't, I don't know if this is kind of. I actually quite often listen to heavy metal when I'm like preparing for D and D. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah, weird, okay. I get but, that. But I think I, that kind of gets me in the mood. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would, we can talk about as always. We can talk about music <laughs> for days and days and days. Um, but no, good. I like it. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like, by the way, it, and I think it would. Like you, I don't know if it'd be my favorite album of all time. Um, and before we actually, before we move on, I think that's the hallmark of a great album is that it's unskippable. Yeah. All my favorite albums, I I know the. I know every single track and the order they're coming in and it would feel weird to listen to them. It would be weird to listen to it on shuffle. Agreed. Um, and, and, and that's kind of a hallmark of yeah, a oh yeah. album. But yeah, really you, good. You I can't, like... you can't, if there's a good album, you can't listen to it on shuffle because it's just, you, you, ruin, yeah. you ruin the whole vibe of what they're going for. Doesn't yeah. work. Doesn't work at exactly. all. Exactly. Definitely. And then they put so much time into kind of, and kind of putting the tracks in a, in a certain order. Um, so it'd be, it'd be churlish not to listen to it, it in would. order they put it in. But no, good. I like it. And again, Music is a great thing, and by the way, is a great introduction into your life. I've I've done Kings Leon, you've done um, done Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I think that kind of kind of sums us up in music taste yeah, wise. It does. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on to my thing of the week. However, before we do that, as always, it's the part of the show where we plug our podcast again. Uh, and also not just plug but say thank you to everyone who is following us who is listening to us um, and giving us feedback we really appreciate it and we implore you to just keep doing it keep sharing keep loving keep following us uh, shout out to your friends your family your your raw mail delivery driver your dpd delivery driver anyone i had someone deliver some some prescriptions i told her um <laughs> anyone and everyone there's no there's no limit to the amount of people that you should tell um we are currently um still on our on course for uh 500 for feb feb 500 hashtag 500 for feb i think that works yeah yeah uh yeah let's do let's go with that um so yeah go over to instagram and twitter at podcast of things and give us a follow over there uh, interact with us give us a chat we'd love to hear from you or you can go over to anchor.fm forward slash podcast of things and from there you can pick your podcast platform we're on all your major podcast platforms so choose there all the links are available go give us a listen go give us a follow go give us a rating and most importantly just really enjoy our show and us talking uh rubbish about music but anyway back to my thing of the week Okay, so for my thing of the week, um, I'm going to have to talk you through my thought process before I, I, I divulge what my thing of the week is. And this is why I was interested in, in kind of what your th- thought process was in bringing up, by the way, in Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. So last night I was watching season uh, two, episode one of The Mandalorian, which obviously uh, Pedro Pascal plays The Mandalorian. Uh, I was then thinking, I just then thought about it randomly, just this is my, how my brain works, that uh, about Last of Us and the HBO series where Pedro Pascal has just been 
has just been cast as Joel. Yeah. And then I was kind of thinking, I was thinking about games and films and how that's kind of a new bit of a, uh, a bit new bit of a genre that's kind of going on. And I think you know that's that's probably going to be the way the way the world goes, and there's going to be games and films alike. However, I was then thinking about books that become films or films that are based on books, and that was my thing of the week. Uh, okay. And I'm not. I'm not going to talk about Harry Potter. I'm not going to talk about Lord of the Rings. And I'm not even going to talk about Game of Thrones because I think they're all kind of uh, a different animal. And I think they're kind of, they're, they're related, um, but they're kind of sim- different. And I think there's a lot of people that just watch the films or just watch the series um, and or just read the books or both. So I'm going to leave that aside and I'm going to talk about, you know, one-offs like um, like The Great Gatsby, like um, The Princess Bride, 12 Years a Slave, uh, Little Women, um, uh, Sense and Sensibility, Mean Girls was a book apparently. Oh, is it? Uh, and just things like that. And I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in. I'm not. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who, who would agree with me in saying that I don't think there's any film that's been better than the book version. No. Um, and and that's kind of, and that's kind of. I, I'm bringing it as a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Um, and I, I suppose because because books are kind of much much longer they've been around much longer than films they've kind of got a head start and they've kind of and books are just much much better and i just kind of wish that films would leave books alone to be a book yeah i don't think you'd be the only one um and I, and then i so 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 i was talking about i just spoke about harry potter um i have i watched the films first um and then i read the books which I, i'm pretty sure i'm again not alone in that in in that in that kind of um way round and i just wish that i had i had actually read the books first because because when i was reading the books i had daniel radcliffe i had emma watson i had rupert grint yeah. in my mind when i was reading the characters and i kind of wish that if i had my time again that i would have read the books first because then i would have i would have portrayed my own um image of those characters and then i i I would have been disappointed probably by Daniel Radcliffe and mm-hmm. the casting, but at least then I would have I would have had my own image of Harry Potter. Yeah, and I, th- I I think that is people's biggest issue with adaptations is um, sometimes they don't live up. I mean, talking about Harry Potter, the one that sticks in my head um, was uh, Mad Eye Moody. Um, I love Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. I think he's okay. brilliant. I love all of the films he does, like Braveheart and In Bruges. But he just he. D- he just he just didn't didn't fit my expectations of that character. Um, I'd say the only yeah. exception, which again is an extreme example, um, was Game of Thrones. I found it really useful to yeah. to watch before I read, but again that's because there's so many characters and you do just need some some yeah. basis in reality to so your brain can assign those people because otherwise it would just be a load of names that you couldn't bear any significance <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, I, it's just, it's just interesting to 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 talk about actually because like I think you're right with Game of Thrones. There are when I first started watching Game of Thrones, I was literally having to check Wikipedia every now every like thirty seconds to double check which character was which yeah. and who was who, um, which I, I think I think, but that's but then again, if you re- if you read eight books. Then I, I I don't know because I, I actually I only read the first ever only ever read the first Game of Thrones I haven't read it past that, um, but I think you know. I think I, I think it does make sense, but I don't know like these one-off films like I I, I and, you know before I was in the podcast I did a very very detailed research and I um I just t- typed in I just wanted to kind of get a feel for 
what people think are the best movies that have been based on books. And I've gone to um, the very nice publication of L.com, Okay. Uh, <laughs> which um, you know shows that we're all inclusive, and they've kind of listed out uh, nineteen of the best movies based on books of all time. This was written in twenty twenty, April twenty twenty. So uh, it's by a man called uh, R. Eric Thomas, uh, and it, okay. it's in no particular order, which I think is weird for a list. What's the point of listing it if you're gonna, if you're not going to put it in particular order? So um, he's saying he's saying that the, his the foot, number one in his list is Children of Men. I've never read the book oh, or seen the film. No, nor have I. I've heard about it. Clive Owen in it, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and there's and there's and there's things like uh, "Call Me by Your Name," which I've never seen, and then there's "The Princess Bride," which uh, I must admit I've never seen or read, but I've heard great things about. Yeah, see, "Call Me by Your Name," I think it's just come out on Netflix. I might be wrong. That rings a bell. Um, yeah, but uh, "Princess Bride" is uh, one of my favorite films, and uh, funnily enough, last year I read the book. Um, and yeah. as intricate and as bizarre as the film is, which is what gives it its charm, um, William Golden, who is clearly is obviously an incredible author anyway, but the way he pieced that book together really gave it extra depth to it, I suppose. And the the, the details weren't extensive; they didn't deviate or anything. But purely through it being a book just made the experience so much more enjoyable and yeah yeah and i think that's quite a good reflection of it actually is something that has been replicated really really well and it's a cult classic but still doesn't live up to the very meager task of a 350 page book like it's not it's not a tome it's not an extensive anthology of tales it's 350 pages so you could read that in a day or two if you really wanted to and still yeah, it, it managed to contain so much more, so much more seasoning, and it just made it a better experience. <clears throat> yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I think that's the issue, isn't it, with 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 books, um, and trying to fit in and trying to decide what the most important thing is to put in a film from three hundred fifty pages, from even you know two hundred pages. There's a lot you can fit in character development, character development wise, plot development wise, that you just can't put in in an hour and a half, two hour film. It's just not going to happen. And and the reason that the books are so good is because they have that they have that that hook. Um, and I think you know I don't I, again I don't know I I haven't read the Princess Bride or seen it, but uh, but from what I understand it's not particularly in depth. Um, no, but it's still really great fun. No, and I think that's it, why it's kind of translated quite well. It's because it's presented as an abridgment. It's ri- I'm not going to go into how it's written because it's very strange. But anyone who knows like the book is written as if it is selected scenes from a massive book. So the author has written it as if he's read a 2,000-page book and he's just picked out the scenes yeah. he wants to read. So it does just jump from one thing to another. Um, and okay. I think, do you think maybe the other issue with adaptations is that once a book is written, with obviously with exception, it remains as is forever. And that yeah. is it. But with films and mm-hmm. series and whatever, there's always the risk it's going to be bastardised and replicated and remade and reimagined. To the point where yeah. you end up with ten iterations of the same film, or yeah. it becomes an allegory like Ten Things I Hate About You or or Lion King, and it becomes so twisted and so removed from the original point that it becomes yeah. just it's just not what it was meant to be, and it just becomes a, a cheapened version. I think maybe I could th- be. Yeah, I think so. I think you're perhaps onto something, and I'm, I'm but I'm you know I'm I don't know. Like I I just think that. 
I think the the entertainment factor, or or let's 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 put this from a commercial point of view. To sell a film is very different is a very different animal than having to sell a book, mm. and therefore the things that you put in a film you wouldn't necessarily put in a book and the things you wouldn't put in a book you wouldn't necessarily put in a film so i think i think you, you have to have different kind of uh hooks and you have to have kind of different things that grab people's attention and you have to do that in a film you have to do that much quicker and in a shorter span and i think that's where it, you know therefore it lacks depth and i think yeah. that is the issue is that it's very difficult to to replicate depth with when you don't, when you can't go into that depth and i think that's probably where where adaptations fall short 100% because, like you said, it's pitched in a completely different way and for a completely different audience um, to the extent where it, it's... it's, it's and, and the other thing is it's never going to please everyone. Like, books and yeah. reading books is such a personal experience. Everyone gets something different from it. Um, and you, you're never going to keep everyone happy. And that's, I suppose that's the issue of being a filmmaker, really. Um, having said that, I am buzzing for the new Dune film because it looks really good. Yeah, and I, and I actually just going on that point is that you know with a film, you know, with a film you have you, you only have certain mediums, don't you? You have mm. speech and you have action. Whereas in a book, you can have kind of so many different kind of, and you you can touch on that in a film, but you can kind of have have uh, internal monologues. You can have kind of narrative, and 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 you can have that in film to a degree, but not to the same extent. No. Um, and I think kind of like, and I think writing, you can kind of you can very you can concentrate someone's someone's um attention on a very minute detail whereas in a film that you've got a massive 55 inch screen that you can't without going into like microscopic detail you can't you know i like with lord of the rings you know jk um not jk rowling whatever his name is <laughs> tolkien yeah, yeah. Was, is known for describing the minutest of details yeah i mean lord of the rings is a, is a five-hour film if you watch the extended version but you can't do that in a film. And I think that's where kind of some of the charm maybe is lost. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Alice is reading all the things at the moment, actually, for the first time. And to start with, she was, she was like filling me in because I've never read it, which is a shame, but she was filling me in about all the differences between that and the film. Um, and it got to the point where she had to stop because even after the first hundred pages, like for example, after a hundred pages, they still haven't made it to breathe. And you're like, yeah. Well, that that's that's sort of like a, a a very small thing in Act One of the first book, and it's taken him a hundred pages yeah. to even get to that point. So she actually had to stop filling me in because it deviated so far from the plot that one, I'd have no yeah. frame of reference, and two, it would just completely ruin the book for me when I eventually come around to reading it. Yeah, and I think that's definitely. I think that's it's it's on my list but mm. no you're completely right but anyway yeah that was my that was my thing of the week. i know it's a very random thing of the week but i think no, it's I been a random that. week for both of us yeah it has um, been. and i think uh, uh and i uh, yeah let us know what you think about uh, adaptations film adaptations and if there is any that you're excited about i, mm. I like you george i'm quite excited for june yeah, yeah. Uh, i probably need to reread it before i before i watch it again um but no, it's good, and I'm looking forward to the Last of Us series. But again, we've had we've discussed. Maybe we can leave this to another episode. We can discuss <laughs> the Last of Us. Yeah, probably go. Um, but yeah, so um, so that was my thing of the week, uh, and there's only one one thing left to do, and that is to talk about our next Potty Award nominee. Woo-hoo. Um. So yeah, I we're back with our fifth. Potty nominee of, of of the new era of potty nominees. What we've had, we've had Project. Hey, this is gonna be test my memory again. Yeah, go on. Project Hazel from 
uh, Razer, which is a kind of a newfangled mm. uh, connected device mask, which looks good. We've had uh, number two was uh, the Furbo dog camera, uh, which yeah. was quite, again, quite fun. Quite fun. And then number three was uh, the virtual headset from uh, Voxel Guy. And then last week we had uh, the dispenser, the oil diffuser. Which Have you set yours up yet? Yes, I've got a video. I filmed it, so I'll post that tonight. Or tomorrow. Perfect. Cool. Probably that sounds good. Tomorrow at this point. Um, yeah, we set out today. Pretty good. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So look out for the um, look out for the video about the diffuser. Um, yeah. But so uh, it's your turn now for number five. So go for it, mate. Yeah. Um. So this one is from Alice. Um. She sent this to me on Instagram a little while ago, and by Ed's suggestion, I I dipped into that well again, which was actually really helpful. Um. So yeah. Cheers, Alice, for this. Um, this is an article on Esquire from December 2020. Uh, Sarah Renz, Cameron Sherrill, and Daniel Demar, which is a cool name. Um, and it basically outlines uh, the 27 coolest new gadgets of 2020. So this is probably a well we're going to dip into a few times, actually, because I've had a quick <laughs> yeah, click through, no and they're, they're pretty sick, these things. Um, I had a few options, but I've, I've decided to go from something that is uh, very fitting with the, 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 the potty theme, which is interconnectivity um laziness and pointlessness in in all, in all honesty so those are our three pillars of yeah. of, of a good gadget <laughs> so <laughs> the I've gone, potty. yeah um this is from samsonite who obviously the the the, the uh, briefcase manufacturers um it's called the connect with a k i slim backpack with jacquard by google so it's google and samsonite um it's a backpack it's black it's pretty pain uh, pretty plain looking it looks fine um it's not a, it's not a hiking backpack it's more of a functional one i would say um currently Obviously. on retail for 200 dollars. so uh, middling in expensive, price expensive yeah, backpack it is it's, it was 150 quid's worth so you know it's gonna be pretty good um first of all it is interwoven with special levi's denim and yves saint laurent technology so that, that there's your money right there um, <laughs> yeah, apparently this. So is wait, wait, did, hold, hold it. So it's it's Samsonite, Google, Yves Saint Laurent, and Levi's. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, that's like a super band of. Oh backpacks. no, I've completely misread it. It's saying that this technology that I'm going to be speaking about has been applied to Levi and Yves Saint Laurent. So that's what you get oh, for critical okay. reading. Um, and it, <laughs> it, you know, I'm sure it's nice and nice and uh, nice and comfy. Um, but the, the interconnectivity is, in my mind, a bit is basic. But the way they've applied it, I think, is where the innovation comes in. Um, okay. And essentially, they've made certain areas of the backpack touch sensitive. Um, so oh, I can cool. imagine if you're walking along holding a backpack like someone ten year old from a, you know, like from a TV program, um, it's yeah. enabled you to use certain pressure sensors on the backpack. I don't know where they are. Um, to issue commands. So I will read them out on here. So it's inserted with a small chip. Um, you can skip songs, turn the volume up, answer calls and more. So that's quite intriguing. Um, best part is when it's removed, it can then be washed, which is ideal really, because it, it, otherwise it'd be a yeah, nightmare. That's all you need really. Um, it's, it's unchargeable. Um, it's low maintenance. It's it's just, it's basically there for your, your convenience. Um, and I quite like this. Um, as I said, this is a fairly redundant technology by this point. Um, I know AirPods and the variants that you can get online 
offer the similar technology. You can tap the head, attack the AirPods, and they will a few different commands anyway. But I just quite like the innovation of applying this to a different medium, I suppose. Um, and it, it is a real reflection of should we do it? Probably not. Can we do it? Absolutely, we can. So yeah, that, that's the potty this week is the lazy man's Samsonite backpack. I really like that. That's cool. Mm. Um, I'm not sure I would spend 150 quid for it because I'm sure that's what you know AirPods are for, like skipping music. I mean, Literally, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I mean, like, um, so is it kind of like a boombox as well, or is it kind of you connect your headphones through, through your? I think does, yeah. Does it I, not say? I think you just connect it to your headphones, and I think that's where the the redundancy kind of slips itself in there a little bit yeah well that sounds good though i think i think and i think it's cool like just just the general general look of it i would like to i'd be interested to see a picture of it so maybe pop that on instagram when we've got yeah, absolutely. just to see what it looks like um but that's cool i like i like that and again it's as you're totally right it's completely pointless completely unnecessary completely over the top expensive but <laughs> why not have it if you've got all the money in the world of course it's silly not to really and I, I'm kind of expecting, I'm like, I wonder if you could kind of, you know, if you're running around in London and you've kind of got a touch-sensitive uh, backpack, if if you could just troll people with it, couldn't you? You just, you just walk past people and just skip their songs. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it like... Has, Bump like, into people. <laughs> yeah, well, what if it has, does it have a special kind of locker if you if it feels feels touch sent a certain touch sensitive on the zipper i must have something like that sure. got, that's the I, next stage if not I might, I might try and find a video of someone using it actually and just, um, maybe post that just for a bit of context yeah no it sounds good i like it well done mate that's a good potty nominee we did uh, we did well so that kind of wraps up for this show um episode 12 so thank you very much for listening um we'll be back again next week uh with a brand new episode and we that's going to be our last potty nominee for this this potty era and oh, hopefully blimey, after that yeah. we can get an, another guest on um so yeah thank you very much for listening and um, but before we go as always uh, george do you want to start out dom yeah um please listen to our friend don Bowdry and his band uh y pinto they did the intro the outro and everything in between uh, you can follow them on Instagram at Y Pinto Band. That's why I like the question. Pinto like the bean and band like a rubber band. I promise you I'll find a new one soon. I'm just... It, like Red or Chili Peppers? Yeah, band like the Red or Chili Peppers. Perfect. Thank you, mate. Obviously. Oh, sat right there. It was right me. there, mate. It was right there. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.